people have so many great and awesome qualities and sometimes you just can't see them in the clutter of an every business day. Now that the International Builder Show is behind us, I'm happy to welcome you back to Women at Work, a podcast celebrating the vast experiences and skills of women in the remodeling and construction industries. I'm Caitlin Schuler, your host and the special projects editor for Professional Remodeler Magazine. A quick request before we get started, if you like what you're hearing and want us to keep putting out new episodes, it would help a lot if you would leave a rating and review on whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. We're available on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your pods. Even a short review helps us reach more people and shows that we've got listeners who care about what women in this industry have to share. Now, let's get to the show. I am Sheila Lanier, the lead designer for Homework for Models and Twilight Builders here in Phoenix, Arizona. I was lucky enough to spend the day with Sheila Lanier a few months ago. I was flying into Arizona a day early for our Women in Res conference, so I reached out to Homework for Models to see if they'd let me be a fly on the wall at their business for the day. This is something that the pro remodeler team tries to do fairly often at various remodeling and home improvement companies across the country. It gives us a chance to get out of the office and to really immerse ourselves for a day in the work that our readers do. Sheila, along with Steve Shin, the owner of Homeworker Models, spent so much time walking me through the ins and outs of their company and how they run the business, and most notably, how they've structured their unique hiring processes. They were in the midst of hiring a new project manager and looking to grow their team further, so it was front of mind. Homeworker Models takes the DISC assessment a step further, which is an approach I hadn't seen before, but one that I now can't believe more companies don't use. Back in September, you guys were just hiring a new project manager and looking to hire somebody um, for reception. Have you filled those positions? Is, is the project manager still around? We actually, that project manager lasted about three weeks. Oh. He was going through some life stuff on his end that put him in a position where he started to look out of state. One of the things that we've learned over the last several months because of what we've gone through this last year is the importance of a hiring process. So in this job market, we have gone through a year of letting go of the wrong people, having those we thought were right leave, and then revamping our hiring process. Finding people that were a right fit for our team we're creating has been a challenge, but it's so been worth confronting because um, plug and play is not conducive to us growing this business. So we have hired um, another project manager. He is wonderful and has been a great fit for our team. And then we've also hired an administrative coordinator who is a rock star. That's great. I was really worried that that conversation was going to turn into, oh, we're still looking for a project manager. It was so interesting because of the process we've been going through in the last year and then being at the Women in Residential Construction Conference there in September, that challenge that we all faced in the hiring process was supported within conversation and dialogue from D with Harold Remodeling and Allison of FH Perry Builder. It was so inspiring to listen to those two women and their story and how they have up-leveled their team's performance through hiring and their onboarding process. Yeah, it helps to hear the success stories, especially when you're in the midst of 
trying to build your team and trying to find the person that fits well with you guys? Just elongating our hiring process has been so helpful. We are into a situation where we utilize at two to three interview process, one of those interviews being a culture interview, so that we're not just interviewing for their skill set, but we're interviewing for the person themselves. So we've been using the DISC test to qualify the type of personality that a person has and how they would relate to the world. And then we used one that you took, True Colors, for building relationship. It truly it just represents an individual's pathway to self-esteem and confidence, and then the application of which helps us enjoy greater joy and satisfaction at home, at work, and in life. I found that people within the interview process could give me answers they thought I wanted to hear in a DISC test, but the True Colors test caught them off guard because they weren't expecting to see it, so they couldn't hide themselves behind the mask that they were trying to present, and it really gave me an, more insight into who they were as a person. Yeah, I love the combination of both of those because I do think the disc is valuable. But like you said, it's easy for somebody to walk into an interview and paint this picture of themselves that they think the employer wants to see. And yeah, that'll get you the job in the short term. But in the long term, it's not going to benefit either the person or the company to have them working in a situation that they're not really fit for. Yes, I had one lady that I interviewed for the administrative coordinator position, and she and I hit it off so well. If I were hiring on nothing but how well she and I got along, she would have been here the next day. Her true colors test showed her as a high orange. That high orange does not sit behind a desk well. They get out, they're energized networkers. They love to be out in the industry. And a daily routine, just ju it just does not meet their personality criteria. I had to email her back and say, I'm really concerned that you would be bored at this position and that would not be a good fit for you or I. And I wish you nothing but the best in your job search. That's so hard when you get along with somebody and gel together so well. And you have to be like, I just don't think this is the best for either of us in this situation. Absolutely. For us, it was it's that necessary component to creating a team so that you know how people will work together and how better to work with those people. People have so many great and awesome qualities, and sometimes you just can't see them in the clutter of an every business day. So what advice do you have for a woman in particular who is thinking about working her way up the ladder and really wanting to either own or co-own a business of her own. There's a lot to be said about sitting under somebody and not reinventing the wheel of how business can be done. And then do the hard work of getting the experience and enjoy the challenge. It is a lot of hard work. Remodeling is not for the faint of heart. And then be open to following where God leads. And finally, hire a business coach. The one thing I've done in the last year is hire a business coach, and it has helped me grow beyond my limitations. Can you speak a little bit more to hiring a business coach and how you made the decision to do that and how you found the coach that works best with you? 
for me, the process began because we were looking at creating a succession plan within the business that I work in. I could visibly see where I had gaps that our current owner was doing that I knew nothing about. And that healthy fear led me to reach out to say, what could that look like? What would that look like? The business coach that I ended up hiring was somebody that I'd run into at a women's event through a Chamber of Commerce meeting. She's been in the industry doing business coaching for about 17 years, and I didn't really step much beyond her. Where a large group environment meets the needs for a lot, my personal piece of the puzzle meant I needed more one-on-one. I went to the person I knew of. I met her face-to-face. She's based here locally also, but service clients all over the United States. And it was a hit right off the bat. For me, the investment of money was not even a question because it's a substantial investment of funds. But what I've gotten out of it has been greater than that investment by far. Right. And if it's something that's going to help you every day and be something that you can carry into the future with you, it is really a good investment. And this is something that's going to impact your life every day. Oh, and it has so thoroughly impacted my life every day. She was the one who brought the true colors test across my plate. She was the one who encouraged a hiring system on the front side. She's the one with the skill set and knowledge, an overall umbrella of knowledge that has helped me not only personally, but professionally. And I would probably say personally more so than professionally, um, just because of the layers of change that needs to happen within us to accept a role and a position with such authority, but with such humility, because we're serving not only our clients out there in the community, but all the people that would work within our business. What has been the best advice that someone has given you that's been applicable to your professional life? So independently, I've gotten advice from two people, and that same advice supports one another. The owner of our company, Steve Shin, has proclaimed for years that our subconscious is always trying to prove itself right. What we allow ourselves to think on is so important If we put garbage in, we will get garbage out. And then my business coach is constantly encouraging me to maintain a greatness mindset, being able to just put on your armor and deflect the negative and grab onto and hold with all your might the positive and the things that you are able to do and where your strengths and your passions live is just maintaining that greatness mindset. Yeah, and it's so difficult to really get away from the negative. You have a choice on to how, as to how you handle it. And if that means, you know, shutting down Facebook, turning off some of those notifications, or not listening to the news every night is necessary to keep you healthy. The world is not going to flip on its side because you aren't listening to the news. Thanks again to Sheila for joining me on the podcast and to all of you for listening. Links to more information about the True Colors assessment, the DISC assessment, and homework remodels can be found in this episode's show notes. Women at Work is now available on iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your audio. If you like what you're hearing so far, 
take a minute to rate and review the show on whatever platform you use. Our next episode will feature Sarah Henry, owner of Gaspar's Construction in Seattle. Until then, follow us on social and keep on working. Thank you.